how would you describe what it's like to be in a Lincoln Riley offense? Um, I don't know. I mean, just playing football. Um. So you might think I'm being unfair by just cutting off that really interesting answer right then, but no, that's pretty much the whole answer, and that's pretty much the whole 20 minute interview. If you want to watch the 20-minute interview of Jalen Hurts on ESPN, you're welcome to. It's on, on YouTube. It's on ESPN. It's it's available. I'm in it about seven minutes before I fell asleep. And uh, I'm basically uh, the core audience for that. So, you know, if you want to watch it, you can. But I'll just sum it up for you right here. Just playing football. Trying to go 1-0 this week. This is the Bull Edition of the Big 12 Bullets. Yes, what is up everybody? I took a week off because the Big 12 took a week off. And now we're here, we're talking bowls. It is bowl season. The exciting time of year. All of the Big 12 bowls are ahead of us, so I will be previewing every single bowl in this podcast. But as part of my dedication to remain a short podcast you can listen to on your commute to work. If your commute to work is less than 30 minutes, I'm going to be previewing those bowls pretty quickly. We're not going to get in depth. If you want to have in depth ish, you know, as far as my in depthness goes, takes on all these bowls, remember to subscribe to the newsletter because I'll be talking about the bowls. I'll, I'll be sending a newsletter after each uh, bowl game, so the day after the bowl game. Uh, recapping what's happened in the game before and then previewing the the next few games. So there will be a little bit of a period uh, coming up towards the end of the week before the beginning of the year where you're going to get an email yeah, about every other day, about every day. Uh, so that's where we'll get into a little bit more detail. But on here, this is a little bit more high level, a little bit more casual discussion just to get you ready for all of the Big 12 bowl games that are upcoming. Obviously, we've already had a lot of bowl games but none of them have involved the Big 12. So everything's in front of us, and we're going to jump right in. We're going to go chronological, breaking down each one of these matchups. Number one. Boy, this is quite a matchup, and this is this one is really, 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 really fascinating to me. Oklahoma State against Texas A&M. I think that more than any of these matchups, uh, of this whole, you know, upcoming few few uh, games. This is the game where the entire Big 12 will actually be cheering for the Big 12 team involved. You know, a lot of times you do cheer for your conference when it comes to bowl games. Some conferences do it more than others. Obviously, the SEC would be notorious for doing this. Um, the Big 12 does it a little bit, uh, and it really depends on the matchup. So, for example... Kansas State is playing Navy. Are, are Big 12 fans really going to be cheering for Kansas State? Do we really care that much versus Navy? I mean, we don't care about Navy. We don't dislike or like Navy. But this is a game the Big 12 has to win, and that is Oklahoma State against Texas A&M. Because, of course, of all of the history with Texas A&M being a Big 12 school, a very mediocre Big 12 school, uh, really beyond – mediocre, maybe even bad for most of their history in the Big 12. They leave, they go to the SEC. They have one really good year um, in which they still did not even make the SEC championship game. They win the Heisman with Johnny Manziel. And ever since then, they've had this you know weird superiority complex 
over the Big 12, a conference that they did not have any success in, and then they're they're in the SEC, a much better conference, or at least the division they're in is much better, and they obviously have no success there either. So this is a chance for A&M to prove in what has not been a great year for them, hey, we're better than the Big 12 because, look, you know, we all our losses were to highly ranked teams, which is true. Um, they, they did have one of the hardest schedules in history. And so we don't really know if A&M is, is really a top 15 team talent-wise who got a bad draw, or are they really about a 30, 25 to 30 ranked team uh, that kind of has a, a, an excuse for why they have so many losses. So there's actually a lot on the line for in this game for A&M. And for Oklahoma State, there's not a ton on the line. They would like to get this win. They'd finish ranked if they did. They would really set themselves up for a good future. But at the same time, they'll be missing Spencer Sanders. Chuba Hubbard says he'll play. Uh, and I do need to clean something up. Last podcast, I said that Chuba Hubbard would be back this next season because I was reading that he was a sophomore. He's a redshirt sophomore, so he could go to the NFL, and he probably will go to, go to the NFL, which is, of course, sad for Oklahoma State. But uh, from what I've read, he's going to be playing in this game, and that's going to be huge. I'm going to pick Oklahoma State because I think they're a pretty good team, but I do also think that AM is not a terrible team, and that's why this, this game is very, very, very interesting because AM nobody really knows who they are. And we'll find out, and, and anything can happen in a bowl game, and, and it's really, really risky sort of claiming too much from a bowl game. But if this is the only time AM plays the Big 12 for another six or seven years, just like the last time they played was against Oklahoma in that one good year they had, and they destroyed Oklahoma, and they still bring that up. Like, that means that they they have some sort of superiority over the Big 12. So this is this is one of those games where there's actually a lot on the line, even though it's just the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. Not a huge game, but this game's on Friday, December 27th at 5:45 Central in Houston. I'm going with Oklahoma State. That is probably a heart pick more than a head pick because Oklahoma State doesn't have their quarterback and Spencer Sanders. So I, I really AM has a good shot of winning that and then claiming. Uh, some sort of weird uh, championship. They'll probably add another national championship on the side of their their stadium after this. Moving on, because I said we would do be quick, so I'm going to be quick. Saturday, December 28th, is a huge day for the Big 12. Obviously, the big game is Oklahoma-LSU. We're going to get into that in a second. The game at 11 a.m. is Notre Dame versus Iowa State. That is a big game for Iowa State. Again, that's another one where the actual bowl itself doesn't matter. It's the Camping World Bowl. Iowa State's not going to be proud to have a Camping World Bowl trophy, and certainly Notre Dame isn't going to be. But Iowa State beating Notre Dame, who's ranked up at number 15. I don't know. I think Notre Dame is is overrated at 15. I think Iowa State is probably just as good. And again, I'm going to pick Iowa State, and that... You might hear me be a little bit of a homer in some of these picks as far as a Big 12 homer, but I don't believe in Notre Dame. I never do, but I really have not believed in them this year, and they've not been very good in their big games. They're two, I mean, they're 10 and 2, but you know, these wins are not over anybody good. They lost a close game to Georgia, but everyone loses a close game to Georgia. Uh, and then they got just dominated 
dominated 45 to 15 by Michigan. Who Michigan is fine, but I think Michigan's probably as good as Iowa State, if I'm just guessing, just from the style of football they play, the quality of coaching. I just I would think an, a matchup between Iowa State and Michigan would be a close game. And Michigan just destroyed Notre Dame. So I, I'm not a big Notre Dame believer, and I never usually am, and it usually makes me a genius. So I'm going Iowa State in this game, but that's a really, really big game just for the prestige of Iowa State. They go into this year with potentially a uh, a Big 12 championship in their sights. They they mess around a little bit early in the season. They don't have the season they wanted, but a big bowl win over Notre Dame would be something to hang on their wall. And I think that that would be a, a really, really important win in the history of Iowa State Cyclone football. And, of course, we go to the Peach Bowl, which sounds a little cheap calling it the Peach Bowl. It's the college football semifinal, a college football playoff semifinal, Oklahoma and LSU. The big news that has come down recently is Oklahoma's missing of certain players. They're going to be missing... Trajan Bridges, who is uh, he was a five-star receiver, freshman receiver. They had three five-star receivers. Two of them have played big roles. Jaden Hasselwood, Hazelwood, Jason Hazel. I'm never going to get that right. Jaden Hazelwood has played a big role uh, a few times. Theo Weiss, the second, he played a big role in the Baylor game. Trajan Bridges' biggest contributions have been kind of very bad this year. So he was the one who unfortunately touched the onside kick against Kansas State. Uh, although I'm not sure about that call. He was converted to a uh, defensive back at one point in the year, and on his first or second play, he just sh- just pulled a receiver straight down and got a penalty, and they were like, never mind, bad idea. Uh, and then he had a big penalty on a big uh, uh, kickoff return by <laughs> Trey Brown, and now he's he's suspended for the playoff game. Not a good freshman year for Trajan Bridges, but hopefully he can turn it around. That's not a big loss. The big losses, Ronnie Perkins, who is Oklahoma's best pass rusher, also suspended. Both these, all three of these guys that I'm going to talk about have been suspended for uh, what I think is is marijuana. I, did, I don't know that they can confirm it, but it's definitely a marijuana suspension. Ronnie Perkins, the number one pass rusher for OU, and then Ramondre Stevenson, who is the backup running back for Oklahoma. But backup running back for Oklahoma means you're carrying the ball a lot. He scored the game-winning touchdown against Baylor in the uh, Big 12 championship game. He's a very important player. Both of those guys are incredibly important. And then um, Oklahoma's also going to be missing Delaire and Turner, Turner Yell, a uh, defensive player who I think broke his collarbone. All of that to say, Oklahoma was already behind the eight ball playing this incredibly good LSU team with their dynamic offense, with their Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, with just all of the things going for them. Uh, the fact that they just just crushed everybody they've played basically and now Oklahoma's gonna be missing their top pass rusher you know it'd be nice to have against a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback a pass rusher uh and Oklahoma's gonna be missing their backup running back you know it'd be nice to have against a team when you're trying to control the clock and not let their dynamic offense get the ball back uh multiple running backs now it's gonna be Jalen Hurts and Kennedy Brooks and maybe TJ Pledger we're gonna get down to uh, with Trey Sermon out for the year um, we're getting down to fourth, fifth string running backs. Hey, maybe they maybe they'll be super fresh. Next man up. That's what they say. I am not confident in this game. Usually the benefit of time, uh, 
before a bowl game, I convince myself that things are going to go well. Last year, I'd convinced myself that things were going to go well. I had gotten to the point where I was thinking maybe the Oklahoma defense could do something about this LSU offense and forgetting about those Jalen Hurts turnovers. And I was like, maybe this could happen. And then the suspensions came down and then the injury happens. And I have turned back around. I, at this point, I'm like, I just hope it's not 28 to nothing in the first quarter. I don't mean to be defeatist. I know I have some OU fans listening to this that are going to be on my case, but I don't think that that they could make an argument for this game being close unless some fluky things happen. And hey, fluky things do happen, but they haven't happened for Oklahoma in the playoff. This would be the fourth straight year with a loss or not the fourth straight, but the fourth year with Oklahoma being in the playoff with a loss. It's getting to the point of, of being ridiculous and being very annoying. Oklahoma's deserved to make the playoff. They absolutely deserve to make the playoff this year, especially with the losses by other teams. But it really appears that there are three elite teams and Oklahoma in this playoff. Oklahoma is the best non-elite team in the country. I don't think there's any debate about that. I think they're better than Georgia. They're certainly better than Utah. They're the best team in the entire country that's not Clemson, Ohio State, or LSU. They're the best non-undefeated team in the country. But there are three teams that seem to be significantly more more better, more elite, more dominant on both sides of the ball. So that's that's my unfortunate prediction for that one. I mean, I might I might pick every other Big 12 team in the Bulls except Texas. Uh but I'm I'm I couldn't in good conscience conscience couldn't in good conscience pick Oklahoma. I mean, if I had money on it, I certainly wouldn't do that. I'm going to pick Oklahoma in my brain, but if I'm telling you how to bet, don't bet on Oklahoma. And then we move on to December 31st. So we'll have a couple days to recover after Saturday and then Tuesday, December 31st. Two pretty interesting games. Navy versus Kansas State. Navy is number 23. They had a really good season. Um, they dominated an army, which is always big if you're a Navy fan. And I think they're probably going to win this game, but Kansas state, we've seen what they can do. I mean, they'll beat anybody, uh, on their day. So it's, it's a difficult one looking at Navy's wins. They are actually their losses. They have two losses. One was to Memphis, who's just a really, really, really good football team. The other one is to Notre Dame, who we talked about earlier. And they got pretty well dominated by Notre Dame, 52-20. to 20. So maybe Kansas State does have a chance in this game. Maybe Navy has benefited from being in an easier conference. And Kansas State is, is just as good. That game is the 245 Central game. That's the Liberty Bowl in Shreveport. So your reward for having a 10-2 season in Navy is to go to Shreveport on New Year's Eve. That's how everyone wants to spend their New Year's. That game, I'm going with Kansas State. I uh, I do feel that Kansas State, being in a better conference, having faced better teams in Navy, their experience in doing that will, will um, help them win. Now we have the game. Utah versus Texas in the Alamo Bowl. The Valero Alamo Bowl. That game's at 6.30 p.m. The, the Alamo Bowl is always awesome. 
just it's always good. The Alamo Bowl is always a fun game. It's a good game. It's like one of those games that's not an important bowl game in the grand scheme of things, but it typically involves some teams that are that are pretty competitive and just weird stuff happens on New Year's Eve. So Utah against Texas. Utah, of course, was one win away from making the playoff. One win. If they'd have beat Oregon, they would be in the playoff. There's no doubt about it because Oklahoma barely beat Baylor. They beat him in overtime. They didn't have style points when they beat Baylor. So therefore, Utah, if they'd have just beat Oregon, they probably would have been in. But they didn't do it. They got crushed. So they're not great, but they're probably a lot better than Texas. I think Utah wins this game pretty handily. I think they'll be pretty upset about everything that's happened, but they're going to want a big win. Alamo Bowl victory, Alamo Bowl trophy, a little different than a college football playoff appearance, but I think that Utah is going to show up. They're a good team. They have a good defense. They have a pretty good offense. Texas is a team that's reeling. They got a coach flipping double birds at live TV cameras. Things are not going well in Austin, even though they can tell you all about their recruiting class. That has not helped them. Uh, they they have squandered so many great recruits over the last decade or more. So I don't want to hear about your recruiting class, Texas. Just tell me about how many wins you have. And in this year, it's not many. And I don't think they're getting another one in the Liberty Bowl. And the final game of the Big 12 Bowl schedule, unless Oklahoma pulls off some miracle upset of LSU, is the Sugar Bowl, number five Georgia, number seven Baylor, the biggest game for uh, the Big 12, the biggest game maybe in Baylor, I don't know, Baylor history. I think if they win this game, it would be the biggest win in Baylor history because this would be a Sugar Bowl win. This would be over a number five Georgia team, an SEC team. This would be a we belong kind of win. This would be a game that puts them in contention, probably as a top 10 team next year. And we all know as much as preseason rankings don't matter, they do matter. And if you start as a top 10 team and you keep winning, you stay in the top 10. If you're Baylor this last year and you don't start in the top 25 and you keep winning, it's really hard to get up in the top 10. So this is a big win, not just for this year, but it's a big win for next year. And it would be a nice feather in the cap for Matt Rule and a nice moment to kind of encapsulate what's happened and what he's done. As, as successful as Baylor's been this season, they've lost their two big games. Their two opportunities to beat Oklahoma, they blew it. Uh, they obviously blew that first game. And then the second game, you know, they were in overtime. They had an amazing comeback uh, with you know their third-string quarterback. It's, well, I don't know if he's really the third-string. He's kind of the QB of the future. But still, they played three quarterbacks in a game, and they almost won. That's not normal. And they've got a good future, but this would be a huge win. Georgia, again, disappointed to not be making the college football playoff. I don't think they're going to come into this game like they did last year against Texas, where they clearly didn't care and they clearly were sluggish. And Texas came up and just popped them right in the mouth. I mean, that was, as much as I hate to say it, that was a pretty awesome win by Texas. I mean, to, to just come out and be more physical than the, you know, vaunted Georgia SEC defense, you know, this is. The, the SEC defense narrative obviously has taken a hit over the last few years. There's there's not near as many teams who play that smash mouth style, but Georgia is one of them. And Texas came in and dominated them both sides of the ball. Will Baylor be able to do that? I don't know. 
I don't think so. Baylor's defense is good. I think that Baylor's offense is going to struggle against a good defense like Georgia. Georgia doesn't have much of an offense either. It's going to be, I think this is like a Baylor wins 13 to 10 kind of game, literally like that low scoring. Um, Of course, bowl games always kind of defy expectations because of that long layoff. So you never really know what's going to happen, but I'm thinking this is an extremely low-scoring defensive battle, maybe really boring, uh, if, if we're being honest, because these are two teams that don't have dynamic offenses, and especially Georgia doesn't. And so, I again, I, I kind of sigh every time because I'm not really sure who I would actually put real money on, but I have a feeling about Baylor in this game. Now, Baylor, of course, in their other opportunities to win big bowl games like this, they've blown it. Who could forget UCF becoming the the biggest underdog victors in BCS history when they beat Baylor fifty two to forty two in the twenty fourteen Fiesta Bowl when Baylor was eleven and one. Baylor was a sixteen and a half point favorite, and UCF won. But that's that was then. This is now. This is a different regime. I don't think Matt Rule lets his teams get beat like that. Obviously, they're not going to be massive favorites like like they were in in that game but the point is Baylor has had opportunities like this and they haven't taken advantage and I really think this is the year they do that and I it's all down to Matt Rule he should have been the coach of the year in every award I voted for him coach of the year every award I am allowed to vote in which is more than I should be it's like three um but my my voting didn't matter in some of them but the point is I think Matt Rule gets his team ready. I think they win this game. Now, if I have to break down the national championship game and Oklahoma's involved, I'm going to do a different podcast for that. I'm not going to predict that here because I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. But I hope it does. So that's all the the matchups. That's all the the bowl games. Like I said, subscribe to the newsletter for recaps of each game, filled with gifts. If I can compile them right after a game sometimes they might not be available to make yet but I will update you on what happened in the games I will break them down and I'll preview uh, the the other games uh, as they come up it's going to be exciting season it's bowl season and it's it's kind of it's the most wonderful time of the year so subscribe to the newsletter at big12bullets.com you can do that there like and subscribe to the podcast um, on iTunes SoundCloud Spotify uh, however the heck you get your, 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 what are these called? However the heck you get your podcasts, subscribe to them there, subscribe to this one there and rate it. I love ratings. I'm getting some good ratings. Someone gave me like four stars. I don't know why. Give me five stars. I like that better. And I hope you bought my book for Christmas. It's too late now, but you know, father's day is coming up. Mother's day is coming up. Someone's birthday. You can always do that. That's lessons from legends. You can get that on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or however you buy fine books. But I'll talk to you next week. I'm going to do a podcast on the regular day for Thursday. And, well, will I? Yes, I will. I'll do a regular podcast on Thursday, talking about everything that's happened, because a lot's going to happen between now and then. But I'll talk to you next week on the Big 12 Bullets.